Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chit Chat with Finn Maniacs. I'm your host, Tanner Elliott, and today we have a very special guest in Coach Muddle, host of In the Huddle with Coach Muddle. Coach, how's it going, man? All right, how you doing today? Good, good. So for those who don't know, Coach here is a Giants fan, and he was uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you know, very, very angry about the Giants pick at 20 after they traded back. Coach, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, you trade back to 20, which I felt like, you know, that was great uh, with with the Giants. You know, I think they got a one, a three, and a five for next year out of that. So now you have two number ones. It is the Bears, so it possibly could be a, uh, you know, maybe a top 10 or at least a top 13 pick, depending on next year. Um, so I was excited about that, but, you know, you still reached with, with two – where 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 does he fit into that receiver room? Is the question. You got Galladay. Uh, you know, just as as right now on paper, you look at the the starting three, which would be Galladay as your one, Slayton your two, and and um, Shepherd uh, Shepherd as my slot guy, right? And and then so where where does he fit in as the day one starter? And I always feel like you draft a guy number one, he needs to fit a role as your number on day one as the number one guy to start and where where does he fit in and he doesn't also you know he's a kind of one trick pony i feel like he's that speed guy and what did we sign the ross guy for for that same purpose so that's a pretty crowded receiver room not not a big fan and also i know i'm beating a dead horse but, you know, you still have David Sills on the practice squad, a Delaware guy. got to throw that out there. He's a Delaware guy, went to West Virginia, was on the practice squad, was making a lot of strides, thought he would have made the 53-man roster last year had he not broke his foot right before the start of uh, the season. Uh, so I, I don't – honestly, I don't know what the deal is. If he's going to be back in camp, have the Giants let him go. I, I haven't really looked up on it uh, as of – right now but still we're talking about a big crowded receiver room and you brought in a guy that you know why not trade back again if that was your guy because he obviously would have still been there in the late 20s i'm sure somebody else would have wanted to come up to 20 to get somebody uh i'm 100 percent sure the dolphins would have loved to trade up the 20 to jump in front of the steelers to get Najee harris (laughs) i'm gonna uh that would i would have loved that but um, like you, and that's a surprising pick for me. That that surprised me. I think when you miss, you're you're missing three offensive linemen. I would think that would be a glaring need on your football team. And you went running back, and I don't care what kind of running back you are. If you don't have some horses up front to get in people's way, you're going to have a hard time, especially in the NFL. And uh, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. You're exactly right, especially facing those front sevens. The the I know the Browns got they they they, they just got Jadavion Clowney. They're at my, they have uh, I have Miles Garrett. They have a great front seven. The Bengals are 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 very up and coming. I know they should draft offensive linemen, but they're very up and coming defense wise. And the Ravens always been physical. They always play the Steelers physical. So I definitely think, like you were saying, offensive line was just a huge need for them. They just didn't draft them. But the Giants, you know, they also had some glaring needs, like you were saying. They they um they actually traded down first time ever David 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 Gettleman has ever done that before and he you know right. he, he flops the pick like that but you guys did get a good return 
Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Justin Fields affects that, of course, him going the Bears. Uh, if you just want to talk about, you know, the rest of the draft and and how how you feel they can, you know, all come in day one, because Gettleman is a better drafter later on in the draft compared to the, you know, the beginning early rounds of the draft. You know, I I, I, I think I said, I don't know if I said this on, on the, or when we did the draft show uh, last Thursday night, or was it one of my previous shows, but I said, you know, Dave Gettleman does a real good job in free agency since he's been with the Giants. But I feel like that first pick in the draft is really a thorn in his side because he is not a good drafter when it comes to the first pick. And I will go back to Saquon Barkley, and I know a lot of Giant fans get on me about this, but I believe Sam Darnold was that pick. If you didn't want to trade back and you took Sam Darnold, we're talking about the Giants being – being playoff contender NFC East champions moving forward because he is head and shoulders better quarterback coming out of college than Daniel Jones was. And better now. Okay, better and, now. and I'm, I'm just saying that. And still better now, and, and, and <laughs> we're going to see that in Carolina. I, I, I firmly believe that, and, I, and I'm sticking to my guns. I, I believe that. And, and again, Daniel Jones, you have the number six pick. You liked him then why reach? Trade back. You could have traded back. He still would have been there at 10, 12. Then trade back, get more capital. Why reach? That's my question. And, and you know, he's done that. Barkley, Jones. Uh, and I'm still, the jury's a little bit out on Andrew, uh, the tackle from Andrew last Thomas. year. I, I know he got kind of thrown into the fire. Andrew Thomas, uh, he was thrown into the fire. But I am not ready to give Gettleman uh, a poor grade on that one <laughs> as of yet. Okay, but the rest of them, three out of four drafts, he's got an, a failing grade for me. Anyway, I just don't think. Now, he's found some nice pieces later on in the draft, just like you said. Uh, so we'll see uh, how that plays out. Yeah, man, you're exactly right. You might you might get some hate for saying, you know, Barkley over over Darnold right there. I mean, Dar Darnold over Barkley. I, I know. I listen. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I I this morning I put my big boy pants on, so I, I'm okay with whatever repercussions come back to that because I firmly believe that if we go back to that draft and excuse me, take Darnold instead of Barkley. And you go later to the draft to the to that second round. You know Chubb is there, so you're tell you tell me. And and as of right now, date to date, who's the better back right now? You're right, especially with the I emergence mean, of you know Wayne. Who's Goldman the better back right now? Right, who who by the way we did not resign Wayne Goldman, who is now out. <laughs> San Francisco, yeah, uh, you know, and and uh, by by the way, we'll have a good season uh, because, of course, he's in that system that really loves running backs out there in, in San Fran. Exactly. So, if basically, let's Barkley didn't play last year, and you know, as we all know, Jones did. Jones is most most infamous play last year was you know tripping over nothing <laughs> against the Eagles, <laughs> and so imagine if you had Darnold right. last season instead. So it was you know what I mean if you just flip the quarterbacks, you know the 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 uh, the NFC East is already a weak division, weakest of football. So if you made you know what I mean if you put a quarterback 
in there like Darnold. I know Darnold's not the best, but he also, you know, had Gase as coach for a couple of years and got through right. to the Jets when they were, you know, the, you know, at the Jets. Uh, the, the Giants easily could have won that division last year, and you know, e- easily. But you just look at the receiving core that was last year. Uh, obviously. Slayton, who was playing as the number one, is not a true number one. And, um, you know, uh, and of, of, of course, uh, with the slot, with your slot guy, and, and Evan Ingram is Evan Ingram. And that's why we went inside Rudolph, because I just think that we're going to see the last of Evan Ingram. He is just way too inconsistent because you – and I'll throw this number at you. A lot of people don't realize that uh, when Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt the year before he got traded, uh, the last four uh, five games, Evan Ingram was rated as the number one tight end in the league. And that was because everybody put nine guys, ten guys in the box to stop Barkley. Mm-hmm. And he was able to catch the football. And you see those flashes and you're like, oh, my God, we have a legit threat down the middle of the football field. And then you go to that football game in Philadelphia where all he needs to do is catch the football and it's a W and he couldn't catch a cold buck naked in Antarctica uh, (laughs) when it comes to that. So I don't know. uh, I just don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Like you were saying, man, I know Evan Ingram cost you guys a lot of games last year. And I mean, not only that, your guys' defense was actually, you know, your your defense is pretty good last year. You had Leonard Williams who really caught on. Absolutely. So there's a there's a big game coming up. Pump the brakes there when you get to Leonard Williams. Pump, 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 pump. Pump the brakes with Leonard Williams because here, here again, and, and and I bleed blue, and I know I get a lot of haters, but you know I I'm hoping that he is not an Albert Hainsworth, that he decided to turn the turn up the volume because it was time to get paid, and now that he got paid, a big he contract. doesn't want to be that guy. Very and I have contract. and I've said this from Jump Street. He is a Robin. He is not a Batman. He needs a, ro- a Batman, a legit guy. And maybe we found one in the second round with the kid from Georgia. I don't think so. I think that Rousseau was that Batman and we missed out. And he is, you know, you know, I think you Dolphin fans are going to have the Bruce Smith type nightmares uh, with Rousseau being in Buffalo. I, I I certainly hope not. You know, I've, I've, our offensive line was a big, <laughs> a big. Well, by the way, I just I just read an article. Uh, Bill uh, Bruce Smith is going to tutor <laughs> Rousseau and help him. Yeah, uh, so uh, take. The the Bills definitely have a they they just have a ton of depth on the defensive line as well as edge rushers. So um, you being a Giants fan, there's a pretty big game that just got added this year, Week 17. And, you know, it's the Dolphins-Giants in Miami, of course. That game could, you know, it can either make or break both teams, you know, depending how the season goes. What What are your thoughts for that game, just the whole NFL ad, that, you know, Week 17 game and you guys having to go down to Miami to potentially, you know, either that, that – instead of having, you know, the Week 16 games being, you know, for, for the division. Well, I guess your 16th game, I apologize. Instead of that being for the division, you have to play an extra game after that to really decide, you know, probably seeding-wise. You know, I, I don't know, but now I, I mean, 
we're not going down to Miami for this week 17 because the schedule doesn't come out to Wednesday, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are right about that. The 17th game, I apologize. So, <laughs> you know, so, uh, so, so uh, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I would be happy if that's the case because I'm in South Florida right now, man. I'm like, you know, where do I get my tickets? You know, so I can uh, I can go for week 17. But I'm not uh, – I, I don't know. I just know that it, it's – I'm okay with it. You know, get rid of these – I'm a fan of the preseason games. I'm not a fan of, of the way they have gone about it. I think you need those four preseason games, but I don't think the starters need to be there. I think it's more for guys trying to make the club. You have about 30 guys on that roster that are have already made the club. They don't really need to uh, play, especially your, your 22 starters don't need to play those pre, four preseason games. And, and, you know, I can see preseason game number four. Let's 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 play a little bit and get going. Um, but we you know, it's it's for those guys making the team and they can't make the team on the practice squad. I mean, they, they, that's where you really see them up against in in that uh, game situation. Uh, so I'm disappointed that they're losing some preseason games, uh, but I, I'm OK with that extra game. Because yes. I like the way the Super Bowl should be played on President's Day weekend. So Monday, you're off the day after Super Bowl, okay? You should be off the day after Super Bowl. You're right. So so thank God that that's you know, now, a, now a reality. It's interesting you say that about the preseason games. So we talked about this you know, a couple weeks ago. And um, I was saying, how, how do you go about it? Because that fourth preseason game, your starters never played one drive of that. So now, do you go back to having, you know, your starters playing one quarter, two quarters, three quarters, or do you have them going to, like, you know, one half, then, you know, majority of the game, and then you have them playing no quarters the the, the third preseason game, or do you have them playing one quarter and a I half? I thought there's only two preseason. No, there's three. There's three. I thought they cut it to two. There's going to be three preseason? Yeah, I, okay. I think there's three. I, honestly, I don't, I don't know. They, they swapped they just swapped know, the preseason for a regular you, yeah. season. It's going to be, like you were saying, the guys that need to make the roster, of course they have training camp and OTAs this year, which is which is huge. That's 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 the big thing. You know what I mean? That's that's the biggest thing, in my opinion. Not only for rookies this year, but rookie, people who are rookies last year. But the preseason games, man, that's uh, that's brutal. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, now, I have a question for you. All right. Now, what do you think uh, – what do you what do you think, like, you're surprised? Like, where do you think there was some guy late in the draft, he went somewhere you think he'll uh, – was a good fit for him? Well, there's there was actually a lot of people that, you know, went undrafted that should have went drafted. But it's this year was a very difficult because it was a, the, the, the right. virus. You have players like Jared Patterson who, you know – could have been a late round pick if they got more, you know, details on him. But instead, when undrafted, got signed by Washington. Um, it's hard to say because there's so many good players that got drafted in the late rounds. I'm trying to think of one. Um, man, the safety from Florida State. I think I was drafted by the Jets. I I, I really don't want to butcher his name, but that's going to be a good fit there. Yeah, they needed some safety help. I, I agree with a, that. A safety linebacker hybrid. Yeah, and uh, uh, 
you know, I kind of like uh, Kyle Trask going to uh, going to New England. I mean, the Tampa Bay in the uh, second Buccaneers round. and yeah, Tampa Bay in the and, and sitting around. Sit, you're going to sit behind Tom Brady for two, maybe three years. <laughs> It's, you know, because you can't say that Tom's only got a year left because it's it's you're on Tom's time. And, and when Tom says it's time, he's going to hang it up. He's going to do that. But for you, it able to sit behind Tom Brady. And I think that, you know, Trask got the short end of the stick because everyone said in this draft that Mac Jones got drafted in the first round because of the two receivers. Well, Trask had two receivers go in the first round as well. The two yeah. Florida kids went went uh, the tight end and the receiver, obviously, you know, and they're saying that Trask wasn't that good when those guys weren't in the game. Well, uh, how do we know that Mac Jones isn't that good when those guys were out of the game? I mean, we don't. You're so, exactly right. Uh, I, I really think I think he got a short end of the stick, and I think he's gone into a better uh, situation. Uh, I also like the Mac Jones situation going to New England. You know, you get to yeah. go in there, and I, and I think right now, uh, you know, uh, Cam Newton needs to uh, make sure your bag – don't unpack your bag, dude, because I don't think you're staying that long. So there's a couple picks that I liked. Um, I just had it in my head, and I forgot it. I know that Michael Carter got drafted by the Jets. That was a great pick, too. But the most in interesting pick to me was was Kenny Gainwell of Memphis. He went to the Eagles. And that kind of surprised me because, you know, Miles Sanders also receiving back and everything like that. Uh, so, I mean, Kenny Gainwell plays like, Anto like uh, Antonio Gibson, the Redskins draft pick from last year. So you're basically getting, you know, right. two backs that could both catch out of the backfield. You have two guys that, you know, are similar type runners. You needed. You really needed like a power type back, a back. You know what I mean? That, that that's what the Eagles needed, and they drafted, you know, a guy that is very similar to Miles Sanders, and that just that just, you know, makes me thinking. Oh, are they mm -hmm. going to run? There's some wishbone. Some you know, are they going to have one out in the slot as they did with Miles <laughs> Sanders? Apparently, I mean, you never know, man. Well, I think I think you have. Uh, I. Actually, I don't know what the Eagles honestly were thinking. You know, it's Howie Roseman. He's doing his deal all the time. Uh, uh, you know, and you saw the reports that there was a lot of dissension in that war room uh, over the weekend uh, with some of those picks. Uh, so I, I don't know, but they did bring back um, the guy they got from that was played for you guys last year in, in Jordan uh, Miami. Jordan Howard. Um, the running back. Jordan Howard. So I think Jordan Howard's going to be that kind of the 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 up the middle guy, and Miles Sanders is going to be the you know. Uh, but I honestly, I think Miles Sanders. Everybody says how good he is, and I'm not taking anything away, but I think his numbers are skewed. You know, when you look at it, oh, he rushed for eight yards per carry. Well, when you, of course you have good numbers when you don't rush the ball, but eight <laughs> times in a game. You know, I mean, I mean that's the thing. It's gonna, it's gonna be different this year if he touches the ball sixteen to twenty-five times a game. Then let's see where his average is at. You know, oh, he was the number. All these Eagle fans and Nevada Knicks, the first one to point out, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, he was the best back in the league. You know, yardage wise, and and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, because he only touched the ball the minimal times in a football game. So it skews it skews those numbers a little bit. So we'll see, see really see what what the Eagles are going to do this year. And 
they think uh, you know Nevada Nick is really point uh, you know saying that they're going to run the football and Myers Sanders is is that is the workhorse and we'll really see if that's that's true this year. Well, they have Jalen Hurts as well, so that really opens things up a lot. But the there the, there's a guy from North Texas, Jalen Durden. I I probably said his name wrong. That always happens. He was a receiver from you know North Texas, as I said, and he went to the Buccaneers. And I thought that was pretty interesting because they already have Scotty Miller, and him and him and Darden are, are very similar players. Darden is a, you know, he's he uh, he's a very raw player. He's very, but he can create separation. He's very fast, just like Miller, and their footwork are are very similar. So there's just a, some teams are just trying to get players they already have a lot of and just create mismatches. I think that's what a lot of teams are looking for in this draft, especially the later rounds, as in, you know, the players that had more potential. Yes. I feel like got drafted more than the players that, you know, were sure fire. Just like Darden was a fourth round pick and, you know, some teams didn't even, you know, some people had him going seven. And that happened vice versa too, of course. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. More more of guys that are more of system guys in the later rounds. They fit my system. They do this well rather than let me just get the best available guy on the board and and get him in and see what I can do with him. You're exactly right. Like the Dolphins drafted a tight end. And, you know, we have three tight ends. We have two that are, you know, expiring contracts, Mike Kosicki and, and uh, Dardum Smythe. And we have Adam Shaheem that just signed an extension midseason. So we've got Hunter Long from Boston College. And, you know, it's just it's just crazy. Which surprised me. You're right. It surprised yeah. me uh, that you guys drafted him. Does that does that mean uh, Kanicki will be on the, on the market? Is he going to be a free agent? Because the Giants are going to be in the market for a tight end uh, <laughs> after this season. Uh, so, I know, I, uh, and I was surprised. I I thought the Giants were going to target a guy like Long or the kid from Penn, yep, Penn State, and who the in that got. you know rounds two through four. Yeah, and I thought those were going to be an area where they would try and target a guy to you know let because we're going to move on from uh, from Evan Ingram, but uh, you know Dave Gettleman's going to give him all the rope he needs to hang himself, I guess. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I I I I think Gasecki's gonna stay. I think a Smite, the one that's you know is gonna get the short end of a stick. Gasecki has the has the chemistry with Tua, and he can catch the ball. You know, uh, he's a lot better than uh, Evan Ingram. <laughs> he's a lot better than Evan Ingram. He, he's not as athletic. I know I know Evan Ingram was more of a, a Kyle Pitts guy. He's Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts, really. Not as yes. not as athletic. Right. But you know, he he has shown flashes. No, he was. You're absolutely right. He was. Was the Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts? We even heard of Kyle Pitts, but he just the inconsistency yes. because you know he was that guy coming out of old Miss with the you know the tall mismatch middle of the field guy who was just a real tall receiver that they called the tight end to create mismatches with and speed. I think he ran a four four five as yep. well, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he yeah, did. Very similar mm-hmm. to Kyle Pitts. The, it, like you said, man. The the, the inconsistency Evan Ingram has. I know Giants fans that, you know, loved him a year ago, and now last year they're saying, I want him off the team. He cost us too many games. But I think he did explode for one game last year, and then after that he just fell off. I forgot what game it was, but I remember. And and also, you know, you look at Daniel Jones and his interceptions. The Giants also led the league in uh, – I, I don't know how they called it, but, you know – when Evan Ingram bobbled the ball and it bounced off his shoulder 
pad and someone intercepted it. The Giants led the league in that in, in the most like non, I guess, uh, incidental interceptions. I don't know what you'd even call that, what they call that, but I remember them bringing it up on Football Focus one night, one day I was watching it, is that, you know, Daniel Jones had more interceptions ricocheting off his own player than he did actually throwing an interception. So, uh, yeah. and part of that is Evan Ingram. Yeah, I, I, I know you're, I, I, the, the, the Dolphins are in the same situation, man. They just, uh, they, they couldn't catch the ball. You saw it all year. They were very bad on death-wise. And, that, you know, ricochets and it causes not well hopefully for us luckily for us it didn't translate to interceptions to translate to more incompletions but you know <laughs> daniel jones just got the short end of the stick i know i know evan ingram was, was double covered a lot of the season until he started to get you know less inconsistent less targets of course which and part of the problem was the inconsistency with, with the offensive line and that resulted in a lack of production in the running game so, which allows them, and I think you'll see, you know, with another year of this offensive line getting getting itself uh, back in, uh, and of course Barkley, which again I'm not a big fan of because Barkley is that guy who, you know, is not helpful to a young offensive lineman who is looking behind him to see which way I need to try to block a guy, you know, instead of just 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 be a road grader and if you block him into him it's it's his fault but I think that was part of the inconsistency with that offensive line in early in Barkley's career hopefully maybe now with Joe Judge it'll be a little bit different uh I doubt it and uh you know uh we'll see hopefully the running game will open up that passing game now because you know you got to pick your poison are you going to double team uh somebody in this you know one of the receivers or are you going to put a guy in the box to stop Barkley what's your what's your, what's your pick your poison and I think they're going to load up the box and make Daniel Jones beat you because he's proven he can't yet is, is so, Jason Garrett still we'll the, see, the, giving him the weapons is Jason Garrett still the offensive coordinator I think he, he is and yeah. I know he gets a lot of he is he's he is and I know he gets a lot of slack uh, uh, you know, for, you know, how bad he was as a head coach, but he was a decent offensive coordinator before he was the head coach. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not sitting here saying he is the, you know, the, the coming of Christ in, in offensive coordinators, but he is not. But, you know, we need some consistency if you want Daniel Jones to succeed because what now? You're going to bring in another off this is you know because then you're into the Sam Darnold thing three offensive coordinators in four years I mean are you going to do that to Daniel Jones you know because this this is his second offensive coordinator in three years so and yeah you know, we'll see hopefully it'll it'll work out and you know you know with a proper OTA and training camp uh maybe that playbook can open up a little bit and get a little more consistency with it well, the good news is if Jones doesn't work out, you have two first-round picks next year to trade up and draft, draft your new quarterback of the future. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the kid from Oklahoma. I can't think of his name. Spencer, uh, Spencer Radler. But that I is... think he's the only – the Radler, yes, yes. There's, Radler there's is some... the guy because I think it's him and one other guy. The guy from North Not Carolina. Not many quarterbacks coming there's, out. There's year. not many good quarterbacks coming out. 
So the Giants have two first-round picks in the draft where, you know, they may not be able to, you know, if they do decide to trade, they may not get as much form as the Dolphins did or, you know, even as much as you guys did this past year when the teams try to trade up for a quarterback. That's the only issue, especially if you guys need a quarterback next year if they find out Jones isn't the answer. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think if Jones is not the answer, uh, I don't think I'm going to get a quarterback in the draft right away. I think I need to get a stopgap Fitzpatrick-type guy to come in and play two years and, and wait it out. Let's put the pieces around, which, unfortunately, now the pieces are yeah. around. There yeah, are, the all the pieces are, are there. So, you know, let – Let's, you know, so it is, it's kind of Daniel Jones, you're on the hot seat, man. It's, it's, it's player go home, you know, so, well, so hopefully he can play. I mean, you know. Well, coach, I would like to thank you for having on. If you want to tell everyone where to find you, Facebook, Twitter, everything like that, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just type in Coach Muddle, Coach Muddle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, you know, head over to YouTube. Type in Coach Model, uh, you know, like the page, ring the bell. Uh, every Monday we do a show from 6 to 7. It's live. We stream live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So you can join in. Uh, you know, we, we field all the questions. Uh, we have a phone line. You can even call in uh, and, uh, you know, say what's on your mind and, uh, uh, you know, be prepared to get it back, right back to you. So uh, it's, it's kind of a fun and quick hour. There it is, guys. So if you guys have any hate to send his way about, you know, Sam Darlin over Saquon Barkley. You guys know where to send it. I want to thank you, Coach, for coming on. And until next week, guys. Absolutely. Anytime. I hope you guys have a great week.